What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We preview the Corrupted Strength Classic that will be taking place this weekend in Houston, Texas. Preview, prediction, analysis, hot takes. You're going to get all of in this preview show. Actually, it was much longer than we thought because Steve and I decided to yell at each other uh, during Jamar Royster's predicted total. Um, no offense, Jamar. They're going to do fantastic, but Steve and I had some differences, along with Solana. Solana joined us, so it led into quite the spirited debate. Uh, we spent a lot of time on that, but also the men's side, the female side. Prototypical, two white lights, preview show. Like I said, hot take, prediction, analysis. We give you it all, and also we get into the powerlifting debate that has set the world on fire. Our version of MJ versus LeBron. Taylor Atwood for versus John Hack, who's the GOAT, Solana, Steve, and I give our picks on who we believe is the GOAT, give our takes, give some of the rationale behind it. You know, it's always fun to do these debates. Shout out to King Alyssa for spurring that debate in the powerlifting world. Um, so make sure you are subscribing to Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, leave a review. Spotify, leave a five-star rating there as well. And make sure you're going on twowhitelights.com and checking out the merchandise and also subscribing there as well. You can subscribe and listen to the podcast there, but also check out the merchandise. We have some drops. We have some merch still left over. We're getting a little bit low, so make sure you're going on there using those promo codes. We got uh, Marcellus's, Steve's, Kyle's, myself, uh, Solana's. Use those promo codes because it's going to start getting a little bit low, especially on uh, the Steve After Dark shirts and the uh, PR City shirts. So make sure you're going to twowhitelights.com, getting yourself some merchandise. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Oh, baby, I like it, boy. promise the most dangerous podcast in the game is back pending code of conduct review and it wasn't all of us yeah. about a third of us are, are dangerous on here uh, i don't know if we can mention it well no someone yeah one of us was uh uh put into a code of conduct review pending uh pending investigation so we can't say much more but yeah it's our first one honestly it, we're it's, it's a badge of honor a lot of redacted. The is first gonna, of many. Yeah, a lot of redacted is going to be on this podcast. We just don't know. We don't know what we can and can't say or what can and can't be complaints and what can and can't be investigated. We do not know, but that's not why we took a two-week – that's not why you took a week break, though. Steve was on vacation. Um, I was on a mini vacation. I enjoyed a Wednesday after work. That was nice. <laughs> Like, after I came home Wednesday, I'm like, I can't get a guest. I'm going to go out and have a drink with my girlfriend. And that's exactly what we did, and it was like a vacation. You went to Cabo, Steve. I went to Raw Sushi and had overly priced cocktails. I went to Vegas. I, oh, I yeah, mean, damn. I, since right. I had overly priced cocktails as well, it was an all-inclusive, so they're free, but I paid a lot in the in – the, well, actually, probably the most overly priced cocktails cocktails then was uh, Solana if you're in Vegas, with how expensive Vegas is. Mm-hmm. I paid $18 per truly. Like, oh, my God. Vegas for? I know. Oh, uh, a music festival. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it young, was awful. young. Oh, yeah, it was amazing, stuff. but the price. Young people stuff. Yeah. It's always yeah. fun. Young people stuff. I still have my youth. Um, you know what the all the all, the all inclusive thing is? Is like it feels like you're not paying for the drinks because you're just like you're just having drinks. So it, I mean, even though you spend a shit ton of money for them, it just feels like you're getting free drinks. It's almost yes, worth. It, does. it almost it's almost no, worth it, it to me. Like it's like I, you just get that feeling of like, oh, I'm getting free drinks. It's like I'm a celebrity. But so no, I, you spent a shit ton. I of money can't prior. say for sure. I can't say for sure. In totality, I go to an all inclusive when we go somewhere, and I have to pay for food and drinks. Like when we went to, we went to Hawaii this year, we paid, we spent way more in Hawaii total than we did uh, in Cabo. All right. And Cabo was nicer. I would go to Cabo in a heartbeat over Hawaii. Ooh. Wow. All right. Well, we have a really good relationship with the people yeah, that, in Hawaii, so let's not ruin that by saying that. No, Hawaii is a great destination Hawaii, that I Hawaii want to go and travel cool. to. Jaren, if you're listening, please, oh. I want to go to your meets. Bite me. Same. <laughs> Hawaii was very cool, but if I'm taking Hawaii, Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, and Riviera Maya, they're all behind Cabo. Cabo beat them. Okay. Um, is there any in good the sense of like more localized tropical areas? Now, they don't beat Bora Bora. Bora Bora trumps all, and I'll probably never beat that again. Is there any good powerlifting gyms in Cabo, Steve? Probably no powerlifting. All right. That all was right. probably Boom. one of the nice parts is it was Hawaii. more it was more uh, open and less civilized. Why less... wins. Less civilized? Civilized wasn't the right word. Less, less civilized? populated. <laughs> less populated. Okay. Is the I word was I'm like, what? Fucking just no laws, just anarchy in Cabo. But yes, we are back here. No, I mean, we were sold. Co- we were trying to be sold cocaine. So I mean, well, that's, that's not. That's, of course. Though. All right. Well, Solana dealt with that probably every five seconds. <laughs> Along with Only Molly, once. yeah, Molly acid shrooms. You're at a music festival. It's like, hey, here's a cocktail of totally hallucinated drugs. Have at it, and then an upper with cocaine and Xanax or something. Who knows? Hopefully, uh, USAPL doesn't listen to this and OMT now. Yeah, I, I got love, mine like a month ago. So I love for Mark to look at my. Let's we'll see. Mark hasn't looked at my shaft yet, so let's. Uh, maybe that <laughs> happens soon. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. So why are we here tonight? We are doing corrupted preview that is going to be happening this Saturday in Houston. It is going to be walking distance from my house. I am very or my apartment. I'm very excited about that. And also, we have a really good lineup of lifters. And if there's a good lineup of lifters with us commentating. We do a little bit of a preview show. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with men's on this one? Yeah. I, I would probably say in the sense of like competitiveness and the amount of like men who are like pro lifters or, or top five lifters and nationals is probably a bit deeper. Um, honestly, the, the, just, I mean, this is a big meet in general, like 200 something lifters, I think. Yeah. Huge meet. It's going to be a, Almost it's, a yeah. two, it's a full two, on local two platforms. Meet. This isn't like, I mean, one thing as we go through this is a little bit different is this isn't like a prime time i think all everyone's in their own weight classes but we're not going to do weight class breakdowns because that really wouldn't be interesting but i think we're just going to mainly talk about like who we think is going to be the the main people putting on big performances and kind of rank them one two three in the sense of best overall lifter but they're, they're going to be a lot of separations there so it's a little bit different in that sense but yeah on the men's side i mean the big show's got to be rondell yeah i would say big show as far as performances go but the lifter i'm looking really closely at is jamar royster and kyle de leon how about you, Solana? Let's just maybe start there, like the lifters that you are looking at first. So, yes, Rondell and yes, Jamar, but also I'm excited to see Marcellus go up a weight class and I want to see David Wilson pull. Yeah. And also, by the way, y'all, there's 133 lifters at this meet. 
Yep, it's going to be a big one. Okay, well, I was way off. Multi-platform, <laughs> four sessions. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be I'm a really, really big meet. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's going to be but a yeah, big meet. It, are you commentating with someone, Angelo? Or is it just uh, you alone? Yeah, it's going to be me and Kyle, but we're going to have to take breaks. Like, it's going to be a long, long day. And it's it's one of the – I mean, it was very similar to the Warcat where we're done at 5 o'clock. Um, that's what I'm assuming is going to happen to this one. It's just – it's a lot of lifters and – it's kind of that mix of like nationals without the primetime session. That's what the meat is feeling like for me. But I, I, as far as just the overall preview goes, like what you said, Steve, it's more individual performances. So I'm really going to be excited to see just what numbers people hit because I'm not sure it could be wrong. This could be bad journalism. I'm not a whole, I, I'm not really sure on who's going to be, focusing on beating another lifter. And that's really what we like to talk about is people seeing a lifter and like, okay, that's the person I want to beat. And it has national I don't implications. Know if it really, yeah, I don't know if we really have too much of that. Uh, the only thing that I saw that was kind of like a deep weight class was the was the 110 kilo men. We had Spencer Mann, Dylan Campbell, Arthur French, and Dustin Limerick. Um, of those, they aren't really probably in the running for top five, but they, that was kind of like a cool weight class battle. But other than that, it's just it's individual performances, which I think is in a good way kind of lends itself to like bigger totals because mm-hmm. they're not having to play the game or possibly uh, reach on a deadlift or sandbag a deadlift. Like Dave Wilson in particular, I think I very much think in this meet, he's just going to go in and hit the total he can hit. He doesn't need to like put on 400 kilos and see if he can beat Ashton like he's had to do in the past. Um, so I think we'll see a lot of really, really good individual performances, um, from people that likely they, they wouldn't be able to do the same thing at nationals because they'd be having to worry about, uh, placing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then I also wonder like, will, will they be pushed to have a big total? Like the only people I see being pushed would be like, Jamar's going to push for a big squat. Cause this is like his last debut in a 2.5. But besides that, I'm like, will anybody be like Rondell? Like, I don't know. Like, will he be pushing? To really show us what he can do, I think or Rondell, he's gonna be like, you know what? It's my second meet back. I don't know. Well, Rondell, I think, is such an ultra competitor that he will be trying to put something on the platform and just gonna wow people, and he's gonna put his best foot forward. Like, I don't think he's gonna be sand by sandbagging by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's gonna go in there and try to turn heads like he always tries to do. Because, I mean, it's a second meet back, but at the same time, that's a cage. That is a cage dog right there. He's had a long time in. In, in like in um in limbo being able to compete and now he's seeing the bigger stages corrupt is kind of his first big meet back because he did the local meet in austin um he wasn't able to make weight in buffalo corrupted bigger spotlight more high level lifters there i think he's going to try to put on a show I mean, I, I can't imagine Rondell sandbagging since he, uh, he he's pretty open to YOLOing in the gym. So I don't think he's going to hold back on the platform. I, so I have to imagine at, at minimum, he wants to hit that thousand kilo total, which he just met, missed out on um, on that final deadlift, which he honestly, he could have hit a thousand kilo total. He just took a bigger jump. Um, I assume probably going to take similar. I, I can see him hitting like a, based on how training's going, I think he could probably go and hit that 400 kilo deadlift. I think that's in the tank. I think he's probably going to go for like 820, 825 on squat. The bigger thing, though, is his bench has progressed a lot. And if you can put that all together, the, the bigger thing is I, I'm sure he has on his mind a 1,000 kilo total minimum, but 
he's got to be looking at biggest dot score in the USAPL this year. Mm-hmm. I have to think that's or in the cards. Maybe it's even highest dot score for all men this year. Let's see what that's at. Yeah, it would be. So right now, Austin Perkins is 579. That is the highest dot score in fully tested feds in the world, including IPF. Oops, Gaston's Federation. Sorry. We'll be <laughs> didn't mean to say that word. Redacted. Um, I If Rondell hits what I think he can hit, we're talking like 580 to 590. So probably the highest dot score in the world. Yeah, I put him down for five nights too, and I have him hitting his the missed deadlift eight eighty one five sixty two bench because he just crushed that in the gym and then eight twenty six squat. Yeah, that's about spot on where I got him. So if he if he hits all that, yeah. I mean he's the best lifter in the world this year. Yeah, and there's a lot of back and forth right now between him and Atwood. It looks like I mean it seems like with that podcast Atwood did, he's been calling out a lot of people. Rondell was one of them, and you know this is the earliest way to put a statement out there to the powerlifting world of what you can do. Um, yeah, this is uh, more eyes are going to be on this meet than Rondell's previous meets, and I'm very excited for that. So I I really can't wait to call that. I do see him winning it, you know, easily. Um, it just comes down to executing lifts. If he can get that massive, massive total and that would be huge for powerlifting. Like it will, it will definitely, um, get people talking and also kind of the USAPL to, Hey, let's try to find a way to get Rondell into the pro series and nationals and the Arnold. Like we got to find a way to get this guy competing against these top level lifters because he wants to beat everyone. He wants to be people at Sheffield. He wants to be people in the pro series. Rondell's a competitor. Let the dude compete. Let the dude fight. Let him whoever go. gives him, whoever gives him the chance first, he's going to go with. If Sheffield invites him, I'm sure he's going that route. If the USAPL ever figures out a way to allow international competitors to compete, because what we're we're a year into this and they still yet to figure that one out, uh, maybe he'll he'll stick with USAPL. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will say, Rondell could have the highest dot score in the world this year, and we could walk away that not being the top storyline. Because I've got it, and I'm looking at Solana, too. She's got similar things to me. If Jamar Royster has about the perfect meet, I think he can beat Russ's best total. Okay. The, the, big, question, the big question mark is the cut. Oh. He's cutting to 82 and a half. But he has never looked this good in, this, in training this close to a meet at 82. We've always seen when he's done meets at 83 and 82 and a half, Training really kind of starts to take a down tick into a meet. We're seeing him, like, instead of hitting 750 squats, he's hitting 720 squats or something like that. He had 755 in the gym. He, he hit a deadlift in the gym that was probably easier, a 688, I think it was, that mm-hmm. was easier than the one he did leading in the Nationals. His training right now looks better than Nationals. And in Nationals, I think he totaled 845, correct? No. 845, I believe he I know, pounds. 1835. <laughs> okay, right. so like 830. Well- uh, oh. he, uh, if he if he hit that, oh, what I know, okay. if he okay. hit that final deadlift, if he hit the final deadlift, it would have been yeah, that. yeah. But he missed a squat too, is well, right at nationals. Yes, I believe he missed his third squat at nationals. Yeah, or maybe I'm thinking I'm uh, maybe I'm thinking the Virginia uh, pro. he hit eight forty something at uh the pro VA pro. Well, that was okay. So uh, this no, is, it was eighteen thirty five. I okay. would I'm going to agree with okay. you. I'm I'm going to agree with you as far as Jamar looking the best he's ever looked. This is really really good stuff we're seeing. That might be one of the hotter takes of the year, saying that he could have a total better than Russ or he, because that would be a better total than he has at a weight class above. 
holy shit, Jamar, why would this be your last meet in 82 and a half if you have the capability of hitting 830 to 840 on the platform? Stay in the goddamn division, dude. <laughs> like, I, 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 do, I, I don't care if you're miserable making that weight cut. If you are going to hit 840 at this meet or 830 to 840, hell, I even say 820 because that puts you second right now. Stay in this division. What are we talking I about? Say, I think yeah, I was going to say for his squat, right? Like that's definitely the biggest thing we're all looking to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the 755, I was like, that moved excellent. That was about a month ago. Just to, I still have him at like, I think he can't like 744 at this meet. And just like you said, Steve, like it's the best he's looked going at now. It's the best he's looked going into a competition at this weight class. So the best squat right now is seven seven oh five, right? By Russ? No, I think it's seven eleven. No, he is seven sixteen. Yeah, because his numbers got to okay. did his numbers carry over from nationals, Russ or he's from the previous nationals? What do you mean? His it's, okay, records. so it's seven twelve. He had seven twelve point one at twenty twenty one Nats. Okay. Okay. So I think Jamar can actually destroy that at this meet, and I'm really looking forward to see it. Okay, but again, <laughs> he's what does he hit at 90 kilos? 733. So he's gonna go 10 pounds above at a weight at a weight cut. His his squats this close to a meet look better than they did when he's been at 90. Okay, because he, he hit that 770 at 90, <laughs> but it was way far from a meet. And when he got near yes. the VA Pro, when he got near Nationals, he wasn't hitting that. This is the yeah. first time close to he a didn't meet cut he's for the Virginia these Pro. numbers. I know, but I'm saying his training wasn't going as well leading into the VA Pro or Nationals. It was during the off season when he was hitting those huge numbers. He's okay. never hit 755 like that close to a meet. Okay, I'm just saying, like, the amount of hot, like, that is, steam, like, I want to make sure people understand, like, that is a, like, a hot, hot take. Like, the hottest take of the year I'm not saying is, he will. I am saying it's possible. But I, I would even say that because going to 790 total, that's what he has, right? I believe a 790 total is best at 82 and, and, 82 and a half kilos. And then potentially being at 840 going into the meet, beating Russ Orhees' record, being the best 82.5, 83-kilo lifter in the world, that's what would happen if he does this. He will be, as it stands, the best 82.5, 83-kilo lifter in the world from what he's done previously in this weight class would be crazy. That would be unprecedented. It would be, like, the biggest story, right? Right? Like I can see him totaling 810 because of the cut, but it's plausible he totals 840 based off of the numbers I see right now. I, I actually say totally more than you do at the weight class above you, and then making that cut when that was a big struggle is a bit of a far stretch. Yeah, but his training wasn't going this good before. It wasn't going as good, but there's still gonna like there's still dips, right? You're saying a ten pound dip in in squat. But but here's the thing though, I like for me saying seven forty four that he's gonna hit eighty two and a half kilos. If he hits seven twenty two, he's destroying the record. That's by ten pounds. Correct. He's going to have it. Like that's. Crazy! That's all. That's yes, that's amazing. That that's plausible too. I think seven twenty two might I, be what he does. You're very butthurt that we're saying Jamar's better than you. Yeah, or plausibly better than you. Well, he's got to beat me first in competition. He hasn't really done that. If he's gonna say, if you're gonna say that, but now you're gonna get me talking shit about Jamar, you asshole. I, I mean, <laughs> if he if he totals eight forty, I'm gonna just gonna say he's better than you on this podcast. Well, Make you sure can that. until he beats me. Like, I mean, like your client. 
right? He's got 825, a number 283 kilo lifter in the USAPL still, but he's never beat me head to head in comp. So, yeah, there's that. You can keep that saying it all you want, but it's just not actually true until they do it in comp. But yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be alone in the sense that saying that him totaling 840 at this meet is a very hot take. And I think I thought the goal going in again, he like people talking to me now, cause I have two white lights are probably being a little bit more uh, hesitant to give me information, but I would assume the goal would be total something over 800. Cause that was been a big goal of Jamar uh, going into nationals was totaling 800 at 82 at 83 kilos um, at Daytona. And he was, you know, up, upset that he wasn't able to accomplish that goal, but he had a lot to walk away with that he was happy with. And I think if he walks away with an over 800 kilo total, I, I think that would be a massive success for him, including him saying that's his last meet in 82 and a half kilos. Right? Like, I don't, I don't disagree. I agree. If that well. happens, I think that'd be a great meet. I'm just saying there is a scenario that I could see him totaling 840, and I wouldn't be completely, like, shocked. I would be blown Not away. it'll happen. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked. And I will say, too, like, remember, like, he's essentially competing against himself almost in this meet. It's not Nationals. Well. He's not going to be necessarily be pushed by people behind them. You know, like, that does make play a role in it. I don't think when you take – so I will take his 82.5 kilo performance – Right. Or 83 kilo. Like, God, I fucking like this is where the weight class changes kills me. It was 83 at the time. So it was 83 at the time um, for Daytona. And he was being pushed by people. Yes. But that wasn't dictating him overreaching for anything. Like if he would have hit his numbers, he would have totaled 800. At a point there, it seemed like it was just a little bit far out of reach for him to catch Gruden and Russ and Delaney. So I think he was going for numbers at that point. So then it does turn into you trying to compete with yourself. You know, it's like if you have the capability of totaling 830, 840, you got to you got to do it on the platform. I, I I would say during but I mean, his gym total during Daytona, I this is where I'm going to disagree with you as well. I thought his training for Daytona was really, really good. I think maybe it, like they were cutting weight a little bit early. That could potentially be the thing. I think he was dieting down and that was affecting it. I thought Daytona was looking really good. I, I've got his numbers. You want to know what I have written up? Not quite lighting up the internet on squat like he did last year, but hit a solid 716. This time, squatted 755 in training with more in the tank. I have I have hit had him at 1855 for Daytona, and he totaled 1835. If he would have hit that final deadlift, I would have been correct on the total. I've got him totaling higher at this meet. Okay. I uh, No, he's – I or my take, he's definitely going to – total higher than Daytona. Like he's going to total that. I think he's going to total well over 800. I think he, for my number for him going into this meet was totally higher, totally higher than Daytona is 832.5 or more. No, so how not. are you disagreeing with me? Daytona, with like what the hell? Oh, wait, that was oh, an 83 oh, no, kilos. No, 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 no. no uh, I'm talking <laughs> Vegas, Vegas. That's yes, the Vegas yeah. numbers I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that was an, all right, oh. at a weight class higher, at a weight class higher. <laughs> yes. Is so, yes. like. He it, hit 716, he hit 716 yeah. in training at a weight class higher, and now he's hitting 755. Yeah. In training. No, I, okay. I, I agree with you. His training is looking fantastic, but saying he's going to total higher at a weight class below him as opposed, or as opposed to the weight class he's competing at is I, I don't think I've ever seen that in powerlifting. Have any of you? 
John Hack totaled more at 198 than he did at hybrid. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Jamar, Jamar Royster and John Hack, heir apparent. <laughs> okay. I will say, though, no matter what happens, I'm very bummed out. It won't count as an actual record yeah. if he beats the squat record. Yeah, because uh, I think that that could be right there. He could take that squat record away from Russ. Like that, his bench is looking fantastic. His deadlift is looking much better than it's used to. Um, he does have that deadlift where it's easy until it's not, where he looks like he can deadlift 800 pounds at any moment because of how easy he makes 700 move off the floor. And it seems like he has it locked out, but he's just he's a big dude. Like he's just a big guy, and I think those quads get in the way at, at times for his deadlift. Um, I would ha- I think hit lifts are going to be really important for Jamar because if you look at his open powerlifting. It's been a struggle. Third attempts, really on squat bench and deadlift, have not really gone his way. But we've seen another North Carolina man turn it around and hit all their third attempts recently with Marcus Sadudu. I mean, almost like a kind of the same type of lifter, right? Like one of those lifters who possibly were too big for the weight class. They move up, start having success there. But Jamar is going to move down again to go and do this. Like this could be his redemption. But God damn it, if he totals eight thirty to eight forty, stay in this damn weight class. Well, I want to point out something here is that I'm on Jamar's side this time. So if Jamar, if you do this and you're pissed off, do not say all of us. Just say Angelo in yeah. your post that you want to F them and screw them and Wait, shut them up. That's what Marcus that. said. He wanted to fuck us. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you just said F them. He wanted to F them. I, I heard. Look, somebody play that back. And we're Jamar will not say any of those things. I, and Jamar's I probably not listening to the podcast. So... I think Jamar's listening. I think he is. But we talked a lot about this. Maybe we could move on. Um, but I, yeah, I would be, I don't know. It's just like, it's funny that you put me in that situation, though, because I was, like, going to talk on here, like, Jamar's going to total well over what he did at Daytona at this weight class. And now it's like I'm an asshole for saying he's not going to total 840. Or eight, yeah, like eight thirty to forty. Goal. Yeah, I feel horrible. Yes, like I do feel dirty. I've been taking way too. I've been taking way too much heat. All right. Re, uh, allegedly, based off of redacted phone calls. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm taking too much heat, so we need to put it back on Angelo or Solana. Said it. I need I need to skew my name, and I need to talk nice about people for at least you know- three to five months to uh, solidify myself as the good guy again. You know what it really is, though. You know, it's actually like kind of grinding my gears. It's more so that you're saying. Left Love Bros deadlift socks. Fuck. Well, no, I wasn't going to go through the goddamn ad read. Actually, you fucked up my well, transition. I did. Here. No, but it wasn't ad read time. You were setting, I didn't want to do the ad read right you were now. Setting, you were setting up a perfect ad read. No, I was going to do a segue to my boyfriend, Kyle DeLeon, because everyone seems. I thought going into this meet, Kyle DeLeon, my boyfriend, and Win, I'm probably going to take him from you at some point, but Kyle DeLeon. Going into this meet, I thought him and Jamar was going to be like an actual battle at 82 and a half. Like who can total more? Because looking at them, they're kind of the same lifter. Kyle DeLeon has a ridiculous bench press and Jamar has that ridiculous squat. And Kyle and him kind of have the same deadlift. Kyle's deadlift is looking legit though. So going into this meet, I think he can go 700 plus on deadlift and I was having him about 800 or over 800 going into this meet, and I was thinking Jamar the same thing. 
So that's what I'm, I mean. Maybe I'm more upset that you're not giving my boyfriend enough credit here because no, I've, I've got I've got Kyle right at 800. I've got him at 800 kilo. Well, total. I mean, according sure to you, he's going to get out totaled by 30 kilos. It's just that I think Jamar's going to be. I think Jamar's going to be steadily ahead of that. Yes. What is the number you're putting on Jamar okay. that he's going to total? Give me a number right now. You, I, you want to say possible or no? The give me the total that, that you I'm are gonna... saying that you are going to bet. If I have, you're like, here's ten dollars. It's going to be the odds on it is going to be high because if you get exact number in any sport, you're getting like if I if I was plus... actually straight up betting, yeah. putting money on this, I'd say eight twenty. Okay. I'm All right. saying eight forty is plausible though on the world's perfect day. Okay. Well, then I was gonna I was I was gonna say eight oh eight twelve. So we're not that far because, off because. Yeah, because you're eight nineteen point five, so I purposely went a half kilo oh, over because okay. he just has to beat you. Well, he can't. He can't do that. He can't get eight eight nineteen point five. But yeah, okay. Well, no, that's what you got. You got. Oh no, I know. I know. I was because saying, you didn't need point five. You just wanted an extra point five. Yeah. Talk about math. Good job, team game day. Um, I will give. I'm giving a number at this point. Yeah, give a number. I'm gonna give eight thirty five. Okay. Mm. 835. Go at this point. Okay, so you're putting money. Yeah, you're putting number at an 835. Okay, he's going to total more. $10. Than do we, do we want to bet this? Do we want to bet this? Well, how do we I'll bet it? I'll put five bucks down. How do we bet it? I'll Venmo you. Venmo. How do we? No, well, Venmo. Not, not, that's a transfer oh, of money. Closest. 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 Closest to it? But then kilos, yeah. Wait, yeah. hold on. If I'm saying yeah. 812, though, what if we get 815? I would be close, I guess. All right, so we, we set it up there. Yes. I'm just worrying about like Boom. a stupid number. Okay. All right, yeah, so we're good there. So the closest, going $5 here. All right, cool. I guess I'm playing with the Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> $5. First ever. We first get, ever I get $10, right? It's official. Yeah, I'll get $10 if I win this bet. Is it yeah. legal to bet sports in Texas? Nope. This isn't a sport. Oh. This is a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's totally legal to bet hobbies. Um. Yeah, okay. so, all right. So going back to Kyle we'll DeLeon. So. Yeah, going, yeah, so I think... Fifth, he got six. Wait, are we going to get a code of conduct call for betting on the sport? We, That's exactly we, what I asked. Um, I talked about it with Larry Malley to his face on the podcast. So okay, I don't think that's well. A I didn't. I didn't think we'd get the code of conduct call for the other thing, but we well, did. Well, I mean, I did. I mean, I did speak about opening up gambling to Larry, like right to his face. So okay, I all right. So well, Kyle if, it, hit if it's against the rules, we didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So Wait, what? Yeah, what did you say, Solana? I know you're trying I to redirect. I said Kyle us. hit six eight three in the gym for deadlifts. Move very well, very smooth lifts. You said you have him above seven hundred. I had him like right at seven hundred, like six ninety nine. I think that's the actual number of pounds. Yeah, well, he's very similar to Mar. Like that's why I'm saying more like very similar lifters because he might be considering going up to ninety. I know. Um, really, it's funny that we're gonna do this podcast and me and Kyle have gotten into it before as far as like who's going to total more. And people there didn't know if it was serious or not, like our level of trash talking. So it's funny that like I'm, I'm like, Kyle's my man here. Um, but he is he's a big eighty two and a half. He's just a big big dude. Um, me back spotting him, you can kind of see me vanish when he goes down on squats. Uh, how tall he is and how you know just jacked he is. So the weight cut's going to get to him. He's going to dip a little bit on bench and squat uh, for what he can hit in the gym. Um, I think squat, though, he's been he actually does seem to get a good peak out of his squats uh, based on what I've seen before. Like, I've seen him hit 
numbers relatively easily and actually go above that. It's a bench that's probably going to take a little bit of a hit. But I also think deadlift, like, based on how taxed he was just with deadlifts, I think he could get a good peak and actually go above what he hit in the gym. So I was gonna I was actually having about seven oh five on deadlift. His bench show is the real story. He's got a nutty, nutty bench. I owe Kyle because he brought the T V for Growth to Summit and helped save the day for our presentation. So I eight hundred I, I the goal has to be eight hundred for him. And I've got him right at eight hundred and I think that is very, very, very doable. Mm-hmm. Like I think he could eight he could it he could it hit eight hundred, eight hundred and maybe have a little bit more in the tank. Yeah. I know what you're thinking about going over. Let's walk around that. Hmm? Let's walk around that. Do you know? He's. I don't. I don't know exactly. I mean, okay. I looked at him enough. You guys don't weigh in together. I was about to say I looked at him enough times. Oh, look, enough times. Enough. Yeah, I looked at him enough times and really stared deeply into him. Um, like he's just so much bigger than me. I want to say he's about 195 pounds. But it's like a solid ninety-five pounds, like one hundred ninety-five pounds. That's why I, I, I was like, gonna say he looks so lean. <laughs> yeah, he's lean. He's yeah, he's he is has a lean physique and he's big. He's like wide. He's tall. Um, where Jamar really actually seeing him in person, he kind of does look like an eighty-two and a half. He's more of like just the he's a short, more compact, stockier guy. Um, but it seemed like that weight jump was was good for him, and as far as his total goes. Um, but I mean, again, if he to- if he totals what you say, he's going to total eight thirty five. Hell, if he even totals eight twenty, he's got to stay in the division. Same thing with Kyle. Kyle eh. was pondering what Jamar eight. I don't know if eight twenty gets top three at nationals next year in the eighty two and a half. So he's just not going to progress. If he hits, like eight, if he hits 840, 850, he's top three at nineties. You said eight twenty. He needs to go up. Or needs he, to stay. Well, you're you just saying that. So, I am so okay. confused by this logic, though. Oh, because, 840. Yes, no, he needs but to 820, stay. though, it's I like he's never going to progress an 820 total in a year. <laughs> what? Like, where it's not, it's not, this is not his fine. Like, that wouldn't be his. If he totals 820 and everything looks beautiful, <laughs> then fucking keep him in the weight class. How? How is the most heated debate we've ever got into? Is I know. I'm like, is this, this is crazy because podcast? it is the craziest. It is the craziest take you've ever had. This is the most. <laughs> we are inspiring stronger take? youth. All right. This is the craziest. I, I, how is this the craziest take I've ever had? Name a take that's crazier that you had than this one. I don't think knowing off the top of my head, but I've had crazier takes than this. I don't know unless there were your like the the thing you should keep in your manifesto takes that you accidentally leaked on to the two white lights maybe some of those but as far as power lifters go i don't know i'm, I'm just saying saying someone's going to total more than their actual weight class is ridiculous like that's crazy that's and if he does it you have the best take in powerlifting history it is it is okay. by far the best yeah, like you not me not that's no well, no solana you oh, yeah, are solana too i actually saw so saying he's he's going to total 835 but okay I, I'm saying... But I'm the one arguing, so I get all the credit. Yeah, I'm saying 830. If he totals 820, you have to stay in the weight class because that puts you at second place, and you have to progress in a year, right? So do it. And 840, 850, like you said, it's top three at 93, which or 90, which he already has. He won third place this year, but he could win 82 and a halves, which is more prestigious than getting third. Yeah. All right, next up. You know who I'm excited Dave. to see? Yeah, who else? <laughs> Dave Wilson. We can go with him. 
Yeah, Dave Wilson. I was going. I was going Dave because I got him. I've got him probably getting like third best overall at this meet. Yeah, I know training's been a little bit and, rough and for large, him though. Yes, so he had a little bit of that knee flare up he had. I think that he had going to the VA pro, maybe it was, but it's good now. Like he's actually like he, he's ramping up into the meet, and it, it's 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 pretty much on track. Um, but the biggest thing here is he's he's not competing against anyone, so I think he's actually going to try and hit all his lists versus yellowing a deadlift. And if he does, I mean, he's going to probably go two thousand plus pound total. I mean, I've got him at seven twenty eight. 452 and 852. I think honestly 728 on squat is a little conservative. I think if he peaks really well, he could go higher, but I'm, I'm going conservative there. I, I really think he could probably go 2020 up to 2050, somewhere in that range. Okay. For I total? 2000, but I don't know. Well, again, <laughs> I, 26, I don't, this is okay. I Angela, just don't know got, how much you, he's going to push. Yes. Angelo, yes. Someone else argued. You got Matt. If you, <laughs> Do it. If you got mad at me for saying Jamar could total possibly 830 to A4, you better get mad at Solana for saying uh, D- Dave can only deadlift 826. Can I just say, when I put down my predicted numbers, I'm not always guessing they, they all go 9 for 9. Like, he's I just put him at a nice conservative. Why are you putting it? We're, we're not YOLOing. This is for fun. A nice little deadlift. Like, what's he wrong? Took, with he 826? took 826 as his second attempt at nationals, and it was an opener. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. This is, I mean, hell, I got a lot of shit for the Mikey D take that I had. So this might be Solana's, like, you know, possible great take because I was right on with that take, and this could be that too. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think 826 is just too low for David Wilson um, because how efficient his deadlift is and what he can pull on a given day. I know Steve, you described him before as potentially pulling 900. Like you think he could pull 900. He's one of those guys steps up the bar. You think he could pull it. Um, the, really the thing with me is just reading his captions and saying he was kind of 50, 50 going into this meet, but he started to find that last bit of training that got him uh, a, you know, a, maybe a PR on squat and some other lifts. And that does occasionally happen. Um, but at the same time, you have to be conscious of that as well. When a lifter is saying that, you don't know what's going to happen on squats. And then when it gets to deadlifts, it's going to be pretty hard to hit a 830-plus deadlift when you are fatigued. Every attempt on deadlift becomes more difficult when you are fatigued either with your knee or other things that are flaring up on you. So it's really just if David Wilson telling me he's feeling 100% and better than he's ever been, like he was going into nationals, then I'm like, we're going to see an amazing performance from him that's possibly challenging Ashton Ruska if Ashton Ruska is staying in that weight class. But I'm not getting that from what I see in the Instagram captions and what I'm just seeing from him. I mean, the thing is, though, even even if his deadlift and his squat doesn't go crazy, his bench is way up over what he used to do. That was what's holding him back, and he's hit a four sixty three bench in the gym. So I don't know. I think I think he can chip everything by two and a half to five kilos, if not more, over what he did nationals. When did he hit that? I saw four forty one. He hit two ten. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm a Dave Olson <laughs> fanboy. I don't I don't miss any lifts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Dave Olson is definitely one of those power lifters, power lifter who you just love. Um. Yeah, and I would agree with you. Um, I would have him second at this meet. 
Jamar and Kyle. Kyle at eight. So I, I don't think Actually, I don't, it's hard. Dave's yeah. got a disadvantage. Kyle hit. It's a weight class. Kyle You're hitting right. an 800 kilo. Kyle hitting an 800 kilo total is 544. Would, Dave hitting a 2032 total is 550. I got Jamar at 572 if he goes 840 something. But I, it, yeah, but I know. But class, even an 800 plus total, like I know with those weight classes, it kind of hurts because I think I mean because I think I've I've out formula David on multiple occasions into meets. I think it's just because of the weight class that he's yeah. in. So uh, yeah, maybe I'll change that on that just simply because. If I predict Jamar at eight twelve, it's just going to be a hard dot to be. What's that eight twelve? Eight twelve total would be. That's probably got to be like a five forty something. Five fifty one, five fifty two. I don't know about. That. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Five fifty. I think they'll give him five fifty even. That's just going to be hard to beat. So yeah, I guess I would, I would put him as my third because even though you know I, he is my boyfriend and all, but I I do think Jamar is going to out total Kyle De Leon just based on what we've seen out of his training. Um, how about, uh, there's, unless we want to, you know, unless we want to talk more about some Dave, cause I know we all want to, I got, I got my fifth, I've got my fifth person. Okay. We talked about one, two, three, and four. I got Rondell, then Jamar, then Dave, then Kyle. Number five, we're going to peak Sean Mills. He's, did you know he's peaking this meet? Ooh, peaked. And no, no one has ever talked about that. It no, hasn't been, it hasn't been bought up before. And his training's looking good. His training is looking fantastic, and he is a guy who, when you watch him lift, things look easy, and that's because he knows what he's doing. He's young lifter, and, you know, we publicize that he's a young lifter quite a bit, sometimes in the positive and sometimes in the negative, but the way he lifts seems like he's a veteran, and he's doing the right things. Um, I, I think that, that, yeah, that Ironside meets... Because of the social media game, the YouTube game, and what needs to be said, and when you have to broadcast your thoughts, and maybe not not the wisest thing to put certain things out there, it kind of sets you up for failure, even though that was kind of... It was a gimme meet for him. It was a meet that he was just doing to win some shoes. And he knew whatever total you can put on can't win possibly some shoes. Just, you know, he had a bit of an off day, and Gage had a a good day and you know Rob Escalante did too and then you people kind of have that last taste in their mouths but prior to that we were talking about him at junior nationals where he looked phenomenal eight for nine day his lifts look brilliant this could be a fantastic meet that propels him into finally a national meet because we need to see Wees at nationals we need to see him at open nationals yeah. we need to see that guy with the big and we also I mean that iron sight meet also just training leading in. I think, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. One, I think he was cutting. He was moving. Two, too. he was moving a lot of life changes. New job was still in college. Like he, he definitely, I mean, I, I'm assuming if he was on here, he would say there were, there was a dip in his training when he first moved and all the life changes for a young guy and, to go through. Like and I'm that. telling you, Houston, but it, it's on fire now. It's, yeah, it's it, back now. Speaking of on fire, when you get to Nets, he moved in the summer, the dead in the summer, and he like left. Leftlar Bros on fire. Yeah, Leftlar Bros <laughs> is on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, a perfect lifter to do this ad read during Leftlar Bros, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is on fire when you have Leftlar Bros. Your merchandise, your looks, your apparel from head to toe, you're gonna look fantastic. Dad hats, t-shirts. Tank tops, joggers, socks. I love the socks. You're going to look on the pla- good on the platform, off the platform, in the gym, out the gym, because Left Love Bros is the best. Go to leftlovebros.com. Use promo code 2WL15, Solana15, and Orc15. Get three different types of merchandise for yourself, and make sure you're following them on Instagram. 
and make sure you are following the dope drops that they're going to continue on dropping. But yes, Houston during the summer, hot, humid, I've sticky, grimy. What? What did oh, you hear? That's going to be a sexual comment. <laughs> It's not. It's not sexual. I can't wait. What I've heard through like the through CB, he's told me those socks are fire resistant. So whatever you're going to use them for, they offer supreme protection. Nice, fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, if you guys light your socks on fire and wear them while you're deadlifting, you cannot. We we will get a lawsuit for that one. That won't be investigated. This is actually. I have to disclaim this one because we see how impressionable lifters are. Speaking of wees, right? Yes. Like wees impressions everyone, and if we if it maybe maybe we have that influence, to have people light their socks on fire while they're deadlifting. I want to avoid that, Steve. Okay, but fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I I think it really, and I can speak on account of this. The weather changing in Houston is kind of big with training. It just it does actually make a difference in my training. Um, when the weather gets a little bit cooler. I could hold on to a deadlift a little bit better. My squats go a little bit smoother, mainly because I'm not sweating buckets beforehand. It's easier to grip on the bench. When the weather gets cooler, lifts go a little bit better over here. And I think Weez is kind of feeling that right now, and he's adjusting to it. So I think we're going to get a really, really good meet from Weez. And like I said, and I'm going to keep saying it, we need him in Nationals. He's a big influencer. He is a great lifter. He's a great young lifter. I want to see him against the big boys. How about you, Solana? No, I agree. After watching that 760 deadlift that was 27 pounds above his best, I was like, okay, yeah, he's definitely on fire right now. So if he can just pull that in the meat, that's a huge jump on his total right there. Yeah, I mean, I've got him. I, I think he'll probably be able to PR his total by 50 to 60 pounds. Squats the hard one because he hasn't really been – I don't think he's posting it. I think he's trying to do a sneak attack on his squats because he hasn't posted any type of like like true max out squats i feel like he just he he hit 705 really easy he tried to act like this week he hit 705 on his stories but it was like 270 i think it was 270 kilos maybe it was yeah 270 kilos uh i'm going back between pounds and kilos um You're but yeah I, I, he, I think he's gonna have a really good meet doesn't have to yolo pull to try and win collegiates he, he's gonna be able to put together probably a, a, a easy nine for nine day total like 1930 to 1950 um, reclaim the title as the uh, uh, the best young LA lifter, and and hopefully see him at nationals next year. Yeah, we got a, quite a bit of young guys though competing in this um, in this session as well. So we got him, and then who's who's the other Isaac guy? Whistler. Yeah, Isaac Whistler. I'm really excited to see him on the black for, uh, the uh, platform. A freak injury he had to come back from, broken collarbone. Well, and another one. And towards AC joint. What? Well, he, well, and he just cut his foot open. On yeah. A piece of glass. All right, Isaac. We got to. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Isaac, we got to figure out something here. We got to protect Isaac Whistler at all costs. We got to just walk <laughs> around with him. Like, we can't let you do any of these things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see him on the platform. Uh, what do you see out of his training? So he hit a 661 squat easy two weeks ago. Um, deadlift, he's just showing reps. I said I have 656 by six. Um, he just and something. Oh, I checked this like yesterday, so check. I, I, and I, I don't just see saw any it. bench press at all, but I will say it will not be his best meet ever. He's coming back, but I think he can put up like a decent total. I have him totaling 1761, which is below his best, but oh, mate, I'm bad. Scrolling over to the left. Yeah, he just posted a 705 right. deadlift. That's what I have. A 705 deadlift single that moved pretty darn easy. 
There we go. There we go. Yeah, his best, uh, his total from last meet two years ago when he won IPF Worlds the Junior was eighteen twenty four, and I have him at seventeen sixty one. Yeah, I I think so too, and that's a pretty good way of putting it. It's just pros, pros, probably not going to be his best meet, but also just a big story. He's back in the USAPL, right? Like he was really, yeah. I think, all I kind of guy who was just like all IPF going to Powerlifting America wants to be at that stage again. Now he's USAPL, so. It's good to see him. At, I get to actually see him, you know, compete at a meet. Um, because I, I would, I was assuming that I was gonna only see him at Powerlifting America meets and IPF meets. So, I'm excited to see the best roommate I've had. I went to California with him. See, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yep. I said it. He said a lot of hurtful things this podcast. So Isaac Whistler, best roommate I've ever had. Gentle sleeper, gentle, even gentler of a cuddler, as well. But I, I think we're also burying someone, too. Camden Wilson. This could actually be a battle between him and Weez. It could. Camden, I, I, I've got Camden's tough to tell because, one, Camden only posts on his YouTube. So I have to go stalk his YouTube to figure out his list because he didn't post anything on Instagram. I, I got him, what, he hit 1835 at his last meet. I think he can go 1860-ish, 1870 maybe if it's a really, really good day. I don't know if that challenges Weez. That's a really, really good meet by Camden, but I don't know if it challenges Weez. So I, I think Weez is going to go crazy this meet. Yeah, I mean, it does It does rely on what lifter is going to peak better and what lifter is going to actually, like, I, I think Weez is more so potential. Like, it's not so much he doesn't perform on a platform. He does perform very well on the platform. Um, it's just more so, like, he has the trends of really good progress meet to meet. Like you can see it potentially going off one meet um, when compared to the other. But Cam, I, I think it's a, a solid performance at Mega Nationals. And a guy who just, when you talk about consistency, you know, 25 years of age. But if you look at his open powerlifting, I think open powerlifting sent me something, or not open powerlifting, uh, squat mean deadlift sent me something uh, prior to Nationals that he was on a big PR streak. He was PRing, I think, every single meet. And I think at Nationals was the only one he didn't PR at. Yeah. Yeah, he had a 10-meet PR streak in Nationals. He went uh, down just a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I mean, Nationals is a blur. I can't really remember what happened to him there. But it seemed like he took a, you know, much – just his deadlift was significantly less. But I think if he goes 727 this meet, I think Cam gives Wees quite the run for his money. And – I think as far as consistent game day performers, they're about the same. I know Weez makes things look easy and he has less meets under his belt, but Cam Cam is a is a nine for nine candidate on almost every meet he's doing. I'm taking execution. Battle of the Flex Boys. If you're take if you're you can't just do Cam, then you gotta do Dustin Limerick. Absolutely. That's another good young lifter. I got I got Dustin. I got Dustin Limerick going 1880. Yeah. I, and that's... Did you see any posts? <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't have any posts. Dustin is not posting okay. at all. But Dustin's like 18 or 19 years old, something super young. He's working with Sean now. Um, I, I don't know how his training is going, but I very much expect progression because, I mean, he's been adding, like, ridiculous numbers every meet. Because, I mean, he's yeah, he's only 19 years old. So I, I can see him... I, honestly, I think it could be a three. You could call it a three-way battle. If you're saying Cam versus Sean, you got to say Cam versus Sean versus Dustin. Yeah, and, and you know, might even have Arthur French kind of in 
there too. I think Arthur's kind of on the outside looking in. I think it's he's he's probably a little bit too far away, but I think you got to put Dustin in the mix there then too if you're talking about Camden and Sean. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a battle we should be looking for then too because that's multiple people and they're young, you know. Young guys like to battle against each other and I think there's some compelling stuff there, especially with, you know, Cam and Weez being both flex lifters. Um Cam is a coach under flex. Correct? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure yes. before I, yes. I I am commentating this He, he pays Weez commission. Okay, good. Good. Well, it, I mean, that uh, that would be better if, you know, you potentially beat him, right? Like, how does that work? Do you still pay? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, like, the, I think that's a battle with some young lifters in that weight class. There's going to be good things to see here. Uh, anyone else? Potentially someone we're missing on the men's Marcellus side. Williams. Marcellus He's moving up a weight class. Calvin. Has Marcellus competed at 82 and a half before, though? Yes, he has, but, yeah, but he's, he's going back. back up again. Okay. I think he so might he's, be able to get a 500 So he's doing the reverse Jamar. He's going, <laughs> aside from going down, he's going back up. Yes. Yeah. And I, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. I believe Marcellus may have totaled more going down a weight class. Did he? Uh, no, he didn't. Okay. It was close. <laughs> if he would have hit that final deadlift, I think he may have tied it. I'm, I'm Marcellus, started. I love you, but there's numbers we're talking about here that is a little bit more significant, like an 830 total at 90 kilos to 837 or 830 total to 82 and a half. It's like top three in both weight classes. <laughs> all t- like all oh, time. I got Marcellus. I got Marcellus finally hitting the 500 dots. I think that's very possible, which would be a huge meet coming up. I'm so. not going to lie though, see, because we just saw Marcellus hit 518 squat, 396, dead. And that was like two weeks ago so i have him hitting like a 485 dots like hitting above all those numbers your dead, your dead how did you come up low. with like your deadlift is way low okay so uh he's What's... deadlift peaks really really good okay uh he tried 639 at nationals and missed it i Damn. very much assume he's going to be able to hit 640 or 639 also your squat's really low too he hit 518 at what he called the second attempt and, and we know the, the, the craft way is if that's the second attempt, that means he's taken like a 12 and a half kilo, 15 kilo jump. Uh, I believe he's hit 545 in the gym before. Okay. Okay. I guess I don't know the craft way. I'm sorry. Well, get ready for the craft jump. I can't wait to see the craft jump. That, that sandbag RP6 opening attempt, and then you jump up <laughs> 25 kilos on to first and second. So um, it could be hard to – so like um, – I'm sorry to go back here, but you can kind of tell with openers, like where lifters are kind of going to be based on how they're opening. Like if some, like if Jamar is going for a 744 squat, we're going to see a massive opener out of him. Marcellus, you don't know. When I see his openers, I'm like, I don't know where to put him. His forecasted total is always all over the place. So uh, I love that. And um, also when he does hit that 500 dots, you got to use his promo code. For two two white lights, get yourself some merch. Or use mine because I predicted them to do that, and Solana didn't, so don't use Solana's. But me Last and him person. are teammates, so yeah, use mine. Me and him are teammates too. I, I know, but like I'm stronger, and we're teammates, so oh, it works okay. out. Okay, that was. Have you hit it? Coast I've hit Solana. A I've hit a twelve seventy five total. Have you hit that? No, Steve, but I am a woman who's quite less <laughs> I, than you. So I actually, I, I am not. If, 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 if Solana told me, of beating me. If, if Solana, to if Solana told me she out totaled you, I would not doubt it. 
I would be like, yeah, whatever. I, I think I believe it. You do have the split squat world record, though, right? No, that biker, that, uh, that speed bike racer broke it. Robert Forsman or whatever. I can't claim it anymore. He did like the 500 pound double. I did like how you claimed it in the first place. That was. I did because I, there's no proof that anyone beat me as far as I knew. I'm going to try to find so. obscure workouts to potentially PR in. Ben Bruno was the only other one. He, he could probably you, claim it. Yeah. All right. I will say your research on things is your research on things is in insanity because I would not know any person who's attempted a split squat PR just in general that actually Ben Bruno. Okay. The fact Ben Bruno, there's a lot of people listening to this podcast. who know who Ben Bruno is. I do not. I do. do you know who Ben Bruno is Solana? I do. Okay. Okay. He's like, he's a, he was a very well-known strength and conditioning coach. And now he's a celebrity trainer as well yes. as a, like he coaches, he coaches Clay Thompson, uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Clay Thompson Justin doesn't Timberlake, even look like he uh, lives. Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. He's what? like most known for Chelsea Handler. That's like, who he's known for. I wasn't, I was, I would, he say Clay Thompson. And then like, I kind of, I was making fun of him cause he doesn't look like he lives. And then like the last one was Chelsea Handler. I'm like, wait, what's happening here? These aren't one of these things aren't the same. Um, that's the fucking. No, talk he coaches host, celebrities right? and he coaches NBA a lot of NBA players too. Okay, cool. Well, when you know yep. Marcellus hits that five hundred dots, use that promo code the Swolfesser at checkout. Just All do right. it. Before women, I'm going to shout out one more name. I have no information because he hasn't posted, so there's not really much to hype up. But Dominic Nel- Dominic Melvin. I don't yeah. really think he's in the running to beat a lot of the guys we talked about. Like in twenty three Diesel, I finally found his Instagram account. Yeah, Diesel. Um, he hasn't really posted. He has posted anything so I, I don't know what to expect i mean if he can match what he did that's awesome but that probably really doesn't put him in the running in the sense of best lifter but obviously fantastic lifter almost pulled a yolo pull out of nowhere um to win i think he ended up finishing in second yeah yeah i mean one guy named diesel that's appropriate is dominic melvin that dude is an absolute unit he was I because I didn't really get to see him lift a whole lot prior to nationals. Uh, not a big poster, but yeah, that guy is an absolute unit, and he was in that a fantastic battle um, in the 140s. So I'm gonna be excited for him. But I mean, if I'm gonna shout some guys out here, uh, B- Big Carrington, Carrington Amati, uh, reoccurring guest of Two White Lights. Can't wait to see what he pulls. And you know the 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 progress is always there for him, but a big pull. Always expecting that. Nora, Noah Urbanski, he's got beautiful hair. He's just a, and one of those guys, just a unit, like hair, mustache combo. Got to love it. Salmon Collegiate Nationals, strong-ass dude as well. Um, Arthur French, Dylan Campbell. Uh, uh, CEO of Deadlifters here, Fabian Moffet. I mean, we got to talk about the chief executive officer, officer of Deadlifts. I, I'm not even, I don't even, I, I don't have that. I don't have that title. So he has rank over me. But um, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So on to females. Yep. Yeah. All right. Where do you want to start to females? Because it's a, it's a lot of volume as far as females go. And we see some pro level lifters. We see some high level lifters. Just looking at the. Just looking at the sheets, I think the first person you got to look at, Gabby Martinez, as far as being the best lifter out of all of them. What do you say, Solana? Great. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how she does. Looking at her training, it's going really well. Um, She just hit a 479.5 deadlift. She has some up and down on it, but I think she can easily clean it up because it moved really smoothly. 
Uh, her 418 squat moved excellent. And then her bench, she hit 253. That was a few weeks ago. Um, I knew a few weeks ago she was walking around heavier, but she has already like gone, gotten pretty close to her weight class at this point. So I think she's like in a really good position right now. I don't see her tolling anything crazy above Nats, though. It might, like, I see her kind of matching it for this meet, particularly. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't think her training was like going, like, she, she took a pretty big leap going into the Arnold and she took another big leap going into nationals. I don't quite see that. She's definitely, I, I do think she can hit some bigger numbers. I mean, she hit a squat in training that was five kilos over her best in nationals training. Deadlift has kind of been the weird one where she's, she's hit. She seemed like she has potential to hit like 220 plus and it just quite hasn't been. There. I think it could come around there. I mean, I think she could probably chip each lift by about two and a half kilos based on what I see, which that alone would be fantastic, which honestly looking at it, I think, yeah, me and Solana basically have the exact same thing. Basically, chip yeah. everything by like two and a half kilos. Average chipping her bench and deadlift and same squat, so five kilo PR. Yeah, I think this is kind of a common thing as far as the females go. Um, I I wouldn't even say on the male side, especially with the higher level ones. This is one of those meets. That it's not a pro meet, so you don't get points out of it. So I. And I don't train with these females or talk with these females as frequently as I do males. So I don't know exactly what the goal is. Like, I'm assuming you want to PR your total. But if there's a number in mind for Gabby, like, I'm I'm curious on what that is. Because taking this meet is just something to do for fun. So. Essentially, I, yeah. But Gabby's so competitive, I could assume she's going to take this too as a statement. I mean, I feel like she's she, like I have her at first place. I just don't see her like trying to push anything crazy. I think she can get first place by matching knots. So well, a lifter who I think is going to try to push herself really hard is Haley Hunter. I think this would be a good statement for Haley Hunter going into this meet because she. I mean, Gabby Martinez is well within that finals. She's going to be in the pro uh, series finals. She has a lot of aspirations. Just potentially with going to IPF Worlds and beating a lot of lifters, putting up totals. Haley Hunter is a young lifter. Gabby Martinez is too. But Haley Hunter, I, I, what's she, 20, 21? After I think she's 21, 20, but Steve, check. Yeah, I have an open power lift. He might be off on, like, per 20. 20 years old. Okay. Mate. Yeah, 20 years old after that Arnold performance. I know she really wanted to redeem herself, had a better Nationals performance. This could be a meet where she does make that statement. People are on the lookout for her, and you could see the continuous growth for her. This is a person I think is going to be really, really pushing things. What do you guys think? I think she like, I think she had her debut meet at Nationals. Like, that was huge. Like, she got the American squat record at Nationals, and then she PR'd her squat, her, her bench, and her deadlift at Nationals, too. Um, For her prep right now, she hits a... 429 so i definitely think she'll unofficially uh beat her squat record and but her deadlift she posted that she just started deadlifting like a few weeks ago for the first time so i'm not seeing her pushing the deadlift much and she doesn't really post her bench press so i see like a squat pr and then like maybe a match just from what i see mm -hmm. and i think i think a squat pr is possible she i think she hit 430 she hit 435 she hit more in her prep for national than she did in squat here either way I, again, it, it didn't say this, but I took the same thing that if, if you haven't deadlifted until five, two weeks ago, maybe there's dealing with a little bit of a back injury. So I don't mm -hmm. know if she's coming in with like the full training cycle. I, again, I think she could very much probably hit about what she did at nationals, maybe chip it, but it, 
from what I gathered, training's going decent, but maybe she had a little bit of a hiccup where she wasn't able to train fully like she was able to in the nationals. Yeah. Maybe, but she did already chip in the gym what she had at nationals a few weeks ago. So if she was injured, I think she's probably feeling pretty good at this point. But again, I just don't see her pushing anything insane. I just think she'll go in and want to beat that squat record. Maybe chip her deadlift. Yeah, and I, I actually think the crazy thing is the fact that we're mentioning Daniela Mello third. Right? Like any. Because you said Haley second. Oh, well, yeah, no, but I think it's appropriate. Well, you're, skipping, saying Danielle... you're, skipping a, you're skipping a lot of people. I, I mean, well, not I mean, to push Danielle down. I have, Dan, I have Danielle fifth. Exactly. Well, that's not exactly my point. Where I, I get it's just. Oh. Well, like you have her fifth, but at the same time, when you look at the roster, like the names jumping out to me were Gabby Martinez, Haley Hunter, and then I, I would I would say Caitlin Berry, but then Daniela Mello's on it. Like you're talking about one of the best female lifters of all time, but that's kind of how you, that's that's where you know where potentially training is, right? If you look at this just with well, with just what you know about the sport, we're like okay, you're talking about Daniela Mello first, right? I think that's fair to say, but also it's. For me, it's just hard because I never know what she's going to do on meet day. Mm-hmm. Like, since she took such a big gap and then, like, she didn't really have to push a bunch of nationals to win. So I'm like, it's another meet that doesn't, you don't have to push necessarily if you don't want to. You don't get anything for pushing. So I just wonder what she'll do. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big question mark. But yeah, she's absolutely one of the best female pilots in the world. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people are going to be there to watch her lift because of, like, who she is and what she's done in the past. Um, and yeah, like it, at this point, it is hard to judge what she's going to do at a meet. Um, because like you said, the gap at the nationals in Daytona didn't really, I mean, it didn't make weight. So we didn't get to see anything from her at nationals. Vegas was kind of just her getting back into it. I mean, uh, this, this would be a great way to make a statement at one of these types of meets, but it could be one of those, you know, just for fun meets. Um, but I, I would say going just looking at that top three, I think Caitlin Berry and Lysha Gardner, like that's actually going to be a battle for to jostle in that second to third spot. Yeah, and I can see Lysha getting second. I don't I don't think Caitlin's 100% healthy. Uh, she hasn't really been posting much. And when she did, I mean, like she was crushing like 400 plus on deadlift like regularly. And I think she just posted a 375. And it wasn't like super hard, but it wasn't easy. So I, I don't think she's a percent right now i i really think she could probably come in and total about what she did at maybe like the arnold which is like right at a thousand pounds and if she does that that really is gonna put her and lysha darn close like both around like a 505 to 510 dots and i could see i mean i, I think if anyone looks at this roster they're probably not they're, they're thinking a lot more of like gabby daniela caitlin and Haley, and lysha might be second yeah i think lysha and Haley will be really close Ridiculous, because I have Haley at like a five hundred dots if she chips, squat, deadlift, and then I have I put Lysha at four ninety three again. She hasn't posted a lot, so I definitely put some numbers I've that le- aren't crazy high. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yeah, on Lysha. Yeah, where where she hasn't posted good. Well, no, that she doesn't tip one. She doesn't post a lot. Two, a lot of her times, her gym lifts are not super indicative of what she does on the platform. She gets a pretty good peak. 
more so she just doesn't post her lifts that really show enough to know what she's going to do. And then you say, Hey, maybe she can get a 99 dots or 99 good lift score. And then she makes a t-shirt about you. Yeah. So I learned my lesson. Lysha, I'm not I, underestimating. Yeah, you. I, I, actually, will I will estimate you from here, here on forward. Well, I made a good strategy here because Damar, I don't think could print a t-shirt quick enough for me to wear at the competition <laughs> that I predicted. I could. Can I'll mail it to him. It's, it's I can print the shirt right now. I've got a t-shirt printer downstairs. The fuck? You haven't... Like we could have been using you the entire time? Not like a legit one. <laughs> okay. No, not oh, like okay, one right. mass-produced shirts, but no. All right. Uh, my wife has a cricket, so she can make anything she wants. It'd be funny if you had one. You're like, you never asked, so I never told you that I had a t-shirt printer downstairs. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have saved us a whole lot of problems based on the fucking hoodies I had to just return. But, um, yeah, I yeah, uh, I, I mean, I when I say with Haley Hunter, I think Lysha Gardner would be that other lifter who wants to make a statement as well. Um, and this is kind of a me to do it too, right? Because at Nationals, you talk about Haley Hunter having what should be a breakout meet and consider a breakout meet, but you get lost. You get lost in nationals because you have incredible things going on every single day, and it's four to five days. It's just hard to keep up with it. You get this meet where you get a little bit of a spotlight on you. They're doing great things with you know the live stream, with the production of it. So Lysha Garner showing out, getting second at this meet, putting up a really big dot score, putting up a really big total. That could be something that can be that breakout meet, and... I think people always strive for that because I think everyone at this level wants to be top three. They want to be number one. They want to continue to climb the ladder. And Lysha Gardner is definitely game. Um, and I would agree, based on what I'm seeing in Kaylin Barry's training, like within the past, when that training was going really well, she was posting, right? This is the stupid analytics of what we have in powerlifting where we have to find a psychology of lifters on their posting trends when things are going well. Like Delaney's the opposite. When things are going well, he doesn't really post. Kalen Barry, seemingly, when it was going well and training was going, he was posting quite a bit. And that stopped. Could be not the reason why she stopped posting. But, like, this is one of those meets that... So Some of these lifters, like, I, I just... With the Arnold being in March, like, this meet, like possibly you could have passed over and did something so did something else and just kind of waited and recovered and deal with the stuff that you have to deal with as a power lifter the aches and pains and you not being as efficient but you know this is this is what kind of these type of meets do like you do get a lifter potentially not at the highest swing but then you have other lifters at their highest point too do we have um anyone yeah. else out of the there's two more I mean, like top five, they're probably not cracking that, but Martha and then Anwen. Yeah, that should be a battle. That should be a battle right there. How far do you have them off on Sarah? I mean, they're both in Caitlin Berry's class, too. I mean, they're probably not. I mean, they total about 100 pounds less plus than Caitlin, so they're not really going to be competing there necessarily, but um, they're pretty darn close. I mean, Martha and Ann are only separated by. I think like 30 or 40 pounds in total. I want to say Anne didn't, and that total, I don't know if that was quite indicative. I don't know if she, I might be wrong on this. I don't think she quite had the perfect nationals. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Based off of what I saw in the training, I do have them within four dots points of each other. So I think that'll be definitely fun to watch. I think specifically Martha and Annie and then Caitlin with Haley will be fun to watch. That's yeah. wise. 
Yeah, I would agree. And I, I, I would assume that they both want to, you know, put in a total that outranks the other person, um, Anne and Martha, but, um, again, it's, it's, it's not nationals. <laughs> like it's not nationals. There's not like money on the line and it's not a pro series event. So it could just very well be, you're doing this beat that fun. and want to put PR your total, but what do you guys have as far as predictions go? We didn't even do predictions for men either. We got to do both. <laughs> we no, didn't. we didn't. Fuck. All right. All right. I'll go first on the women. I got Gabby first, Caitlin second, Lysha third. Okay. I put Gabby first. I put Caitlin second. I put Danny third. I'm going to go Lysha second, Caitlin third. With Gabby in first. That was a given, apparently. <laughs> All right. What about guys? I'll go first again. I don't care. We'll run through it. I got Rondell, Jamar, and then Wilson. Okay. I got Rondell. Wait, did I go, did I go opposite? Ron, Rondell, what? Jamar, then Wilson. I did think you? I said it backwards. Yeah, you said, you said Rondell, Jamar, Wilson. Oh, okay. Never Wilson. mind. Okay. Uh, I'm, damn it. I'm going to have to go chalk on this one. I'm going to agree with you, Steve. Kyle and Anna, All right. Sorry. Just to. Just to have some little different, I'm still going on Rondell. I would still say Jamar, but I will give Cal DeLeon third place. All right. He's going to be so mad. He's going to be – this is going to be an awkward dinner between him and I. <laughs> God, I can't – upset what I have to deal with when I come home. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a lot of arguments. <laughs> but we're not going to argue on one thing, and that's the strength of obsidian ammonia smelling salts. I've actually witnessed Kyle DeLeon take obsidian ammonia smelling salts – one, laughed very hard because he started crying immediately. And two, it helped him hit a nice fat squat when I was PRing or when I was um, back squatting him and I vanished in his video. But we can both agree, and all of us on this chat can agree, Obsidian Ammonia Smelling Salt is the best. It makes you cry, but it makes you amp to hit some PRs on squat bench or deadlift. Use promo code 2015, go to hypedust.com and use that promo code at checkout to save yourself some money on the best smelling salts, the strongest smelling salts. And also, if you're not really into crying before your deadlift, it has different scents. It has different strengths. Check it out. Read that information. Read all the stuff that you need in order to make the right purchase for obsidian ammonia smelling salts. All right. Now, we talked about setting socks on fire earlier in the podcast. This debate has kind of set powerlifting on fire recently, and part of me is really happy because it just reminds me of the MJ LeBron debate. It really does with Atwood and Hack and who's the go to powerlifting. Because everyone's just going into, and it's actually it's unique in our sport because you got a whole side that's untested that doesn't test for performance enhancing drugs. Then you have one side that does. And then you have this interesting caveat here that the one person competed in the drug test of federation and did very, very well. And the other person didn't. So then it turns into like, well, what if LeBron James had Michael Jordan's roster in 1996? Or what if you gave Michael Jordan's LeBron James roster in 2011 or not 2011? Cause he's on the fucking heat, but you know what my point is Cavaliers roster. Like, like so many people are throwing hypotheticals at me. I'm like, it's, it's impossible to find, who's the better lifter guys, but let's go. We're the opinion podcast that gets canceled. What do these bad journalists have to say? What's your takes? I don't, I don't really think it's a debate. All right, Steve. Hack takes it it easy. 
right. So I'll give my opinion here. Taylor's incredible, but Taylor is inconsistent due to injury. Um, I'm going to liken this to like you have Tom Brady versus I'm trying to think of a quarterback that gets in, gets injured, but like Tom Brady's arguably he not he, Tom Brady is the goat, but arguably Peyton Manning at certain times was a better quarterback. Yeah. But Peyton Manning was very inconsistent in the playoffs. He had issues with that. Brady was never inconsistent. Every single year, you got Brady. Taylor had that legendary performance with the 838.5. If we're talking a singular performance, and that's all we're talking about, that's a GOAT performance. That's a huge debate. My issue is, is he still dominates that weight class, but we don't see those performances consistently versus Hack. He's had like eight or nine legendary performances now. Every single meet, just it's another legendary performance. It's another legendary performance. It's another. It, even his down meets are legendary performances and breaking all-time world records again. Like that. That's my issue there. Is it, it's kind of comparing Taylor being a bit more inconsistent. Um, he's a great game day performer. He doesn't miss lifts. I'm not talking about that, but he's inconsistent with his top ends. Where Hack is just always on. He's just always on. Yeah, that's pretty similar to my take. Like again, Taylor absolutely phenomenal one of the best in the world but then you have it's hard to compare because like hack did it in the ipf got first place at worlds then he went over to untested got all time world records in 191 198 220 is every single meet to the point where you don't even you don't even expect him to possibly have a bad performance where taylor i'm like will this be amazing will it be not great i'm not sure mm-hmm. so it's really hard for me to like compare the two and say like Taylor could be the best and one thing he said on the other podcast was okay like give me a deadlift bar give me a 24 hour win give me a squat bar I'll do the same thing I'm like okay but will you do it in all three weight classes well like I mean oh and and over like seven years yes we go over and over again and switching weight classes yeah but also with Taylor Atwood I mean you can you can do that. You can go over, but you're going to get an IPF suspension, but you still technically can do that. If you really want to prove that, then do it. You know, like I, I do want, like, I would like to see that two hour or 24 hour weigh in deadlift bar with all the standard of, of Taylor Atwood. Um, but I, but then it's like, is it a healthy Taylor Atwood? And really with my argument, I, I'd say if Taylor Atwood, because it's not, the book is not written, it's not done being written on either lifter yet. But a Taylor Atwood has Sheffield. If he goes out there and he does something nutty again, like that 838 total, I'm ready to put him as my GOAT. I think it's still... T- Over hack? I'm... I'm... It's going to be... Huh, it's going to be a stronger argument because we're going to see some consistency. Like you said, Steve, this is what's kind of holding me back from Atwood. It's not that he's inconsistent on the platform. He hits all of his lifts, like you said. It's just... And he, and he is a very smart lifter, too. He knows not to push when it's not there and sacrifice another injury. You don't want to do that. But I think people are getting so wound up on the 838 performance that he had. He also had that crazy 812 performance that was considered the best performance of all time in powerlifting. Yes, but that one has a nice little asterisk to it. Oh, he dropped the bar. Come on. I mean, red light? Yeah. Hacks but got they called didn't. On, Hacks got called on death. But it did. But it did, didn't call the red light. And if there was one lift you were ever going to 
not red light. I think it's that one. Mm-hmm. Right, a I mean, guy, saying, a guy chucking a fucking uh, deadlift bar on the, or I, I bar don't, on the floor. I don't. That it was a great performance, but it was the local meet, and that should have been red light. So I'm not going to compare that to a John Hack breaking the 181, 198, and 220 records. But I, no, I I agree. You are right on that. I'm saying more so that people are saying that 838 was his only amazing performance, but I do think that 790 performance in 2019 worlds, that a 12 performance. And that A38 performance are those legendary type of meets. But then he does take sex back because of injury. And that is the well, mark of a, 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 a goat athlete, right? The ability to stay healthy for a long time. Like Michael Jordan, LeBron they're James, they're always healthy. They were always healthy throughout their career. They're great. They're great meets. I don't deny that. But if he didn't total 838, we wouldn't be having those discu- this discussion right now based off of those meets. Yeah, you're, I, I would I would say you're correct on that. And that's why Hack is my GOAT. Like, Hack is my choice for it. And really, the big one for me, if he competed untested his entire career, I wouldn't even consider him. But he did. He did. He was kind of – he wasn't necessarily a Taylor Atwood where he was gapping people left and right. But he was still winning IPF Worlds. He was still winning in a very impressive weight yep. class. And he was like two or three years ahead of the pack. And I think the – biggest shame in powerlifting this is where i think steroids should never be promoted in powerlifting is that he went to the untested side what would have hack done if he would have stayed on the tested side i personally believe that hack would have won a 93 kilo weight class at a point if he would have stayed in that weight class because of just the how lifter is and the evidence that we see on the other side like if he would have jesse norris himself then obviously not but he didn't do that and that can't happen that can't happen quite easily where someone has amazing performance, maybe two years of success and fizzle out because of injuries. He's never really taken a step back because of injuries. That one meet is quad acted up and he couldn't compete in it. That was it. It's, well, it's, it's because, yeah, it's be, and because he tried raps and he's like, screw that. I'm never doing raps again. And never had an issue since. Really. <laughs> yeah. And he does it. I mean, I, I guess minus, you know, going to the untested side. That's when, that's when Captain America became Homelander. The day that, uh, that the day <laughs> yes. that John Hack went to the untested side is the day Captain America stopped and Homelander began. But he does, you know, the high bar, he does this, the regular standard bench press and a conventional deadlift, right? Like, he's he's doing it the hard way minus going to the untested side. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, three weight classes, he set the standard. He set the all-time world record at that. And I think the argument above that is he did it against a, the untested guys who, here's my hot take, they're not as genetically gifted. I think if you do it on the tested side, you're going against the genetically gifted. Well, I don't know. Like, no. it's hard to. It's just pretty much saying that if you're untested and you say, you know, untested, you're just not in a more impressive pool. I think people would conceive that as no, I mean, I, I don't even think the untested people would debate that the most genetically gifted lifters are on I don't, the okay, tested side. I don't know. Like, if, if, you get, if you give Jesus <laughs> and you give Russ some test and trend, uh, the world's over. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be using them. I think to the fight only crime. way to compare, the only way to really compare it is if Taylor does amazing at Sheffield, and then he also goes up to eighty four or eighty two point five, sorry, and he be- wins that. And now we can start talking about him being yeah. like better, better than John Hack. That was literally what I was about to say. So you said it first, so you get the credit for it. But yeah, that's what has to happen. And he he's got it. Not I, I'll say this: he he can't just do good at Sheffield because he's going to win Sheffield. Yeah, because if he throws 800, he's going to probably so win Sheffield. 74 that he's going to win Sheffield by going like 810. He's got to do Sheffield and go 830 plus. And then 
He said two years in a row now he was going to 82 and a half or 83 and he never does. He's got to go to beat Russ. Actually, you know what? I'll take this. I'll, I'll give, I'll add one thing. He needs to total 830 at Sheffield. He's got to come back and beat Herc and Joe Borenstein because I honestly think if he comes back, he's actually got uh, competition I in his class. There. I say they that, go where at what is. You go where the king is. Yeah. The king doesn't come to you. They're not leaving, though. I but, think they will. Neither is Taylor. But, he's gonna, but the thing is, he's going to have to come back anyways because the next step is he has to do that, and then he's got to go up and beat Russ. That'll so be gonna, the reason Russ to come back. IPF. Yeah, that'll be the reason to come back would be like someone who is a step above you as far as total goes. But I think Joe Bornstein and Austin Perkins, they got to go to Atwood. If you're going to truly call your – I mean, actually, I'm, actually the USAPL might – cease and desist me there it's like what the fuck are you doing you're getting rid of our two young prospects here like <laughs> no keep them here don't promote that but i think just i mean just how i mean this is opposite from the argument just uh not opposite from the argument different from the argument but if you're a challenger you go and challenge your champion the champion doesn't come and challenge you i know what taylor wants to do is he wants to be a 2.5 at 74 that's stupid just do you don't think do that is shit. still solidifying what do you mean it's stupid? No one's ever done that. No, well, yeah, one's, no one's ever done it. But just, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think he's beating Russ if he does it that way. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you're it's a built if you do that shit, it's a built-in excuse. It's already there. Well, it's like, well, I was 74. I didn't go. No, do it. Just weigh in 77 kilos. That's probably what you like are tops what you max out on as far as weight goes, anyways. Like, just don't like don't do anything to your weight and still compete against the guy. Like well, the point well is going to go and compete twice against him. now. He would he said twice now he's moving up and he doesn't. And I'm getting kind of annoyed by it. Like, it's just kind of this clickbait crap that's not really interesting anymore to keep saying he's going up a weight class when he's not. Well, the yeah. well, now he doesn't want to again. He wants to be him at 74. Now. So, yep. So, you should stop <laughs> saying he's going up. Well, I mean, I, I, if, if really it's, uh, I guess it's all right. So, I guess I, I'm going to phrase it differently here. If he does it at 74 while competing at 74, like against other 74s, then of course, that's amazing. But compete against him and go up a weight class, like, at a point. Don't try to do saying, like, oh, I'm going to weigh in at this much. Like, no. Try to actually beat Russ head-to-head. Do that. If that's your goal to total over eight or 844, that's what we have to total, right, in order to beat Russ? 841. Eight, yeah. Eight, what do you total? Well, I'm going based on the best all time. I thought it was 844. 841. Oh, it was 841? Okay. 841. 841 so, at uh... – 2021. Okay, so okay. if that's his goal, that's his goal. That's fantastic. But don't do the whole thing. Like, I'm, well, I'm not going to come up and just going to try to beat your total. Like, no. Face him head-to-head. Actually do it. Weigh in 75 kilos. It's don't, – don't try to, be, you know, use your weight as a crutch here. Like, actually try to do it and go up that weight class because that's what people want to see. Um, but also, as far as clickbait go, goes, Jason, I love you at the Strength Guys, that posts – making an argument on why Taylor is the goat to me almost takes you out of the goat category because John hack uh, through this whole situation, John hack definitely won the internet game. He keeps it simple and it gets his point across. I'm three and zero against you. And if we face each other again, I'll be four and zero. not a whole lot of words. I know powerlifters right now have watched the Last Dance documentary about 75 times, and they now think they're Michael Jordan, and they try to be Michael Jordan. But sometimes you're just – you don't have that. John Hack kind of has that, where he can say two or three things to you, and it gets across. 
not a very long <laughs> argument with evidence and past examples and why certain divisions are better than the other. Like sometimes when somebody just says like, I beat you in the past and I'll beat you again. That's enough for me. That's, that's the stupid stuff that makes me, that makes me go with the other person as far as goat debates go. Like hack saying that I'm like, well, he's goat. That was a goat. That was the goat <laughs> response. You agree, Steve? Yeah. I, I, that, I, I don't, Unless someone's going to get super into like the natty versus not natty and discrediting the untested side, I, I, I don't know if there's too many arguments to say Atwood beats Hack because every statistical data point shows Hack is better. Yeah. Yep. It is so much like the MJ LeBron because it's like it's one thing we can't prove. It, it is done because people are now messaging me like, okay, so what happens if Hack is off for a year? I'm like, that's still not fair. If Hack comes off yeah. year for a year, no, it's not fair. Doing it with IPF rules is not fair. Like he'll compete as a ninety-three, and he'll be he'll be over six hundred. I think he'll be six thirty dots if he was a ninety-three. It was fun. It won't happen because he'd have to uh, get a suspension. But Hack said SBD sanction a USAPL IPF based Gaston Federation based. Wow, uh, you're really not sticking meet with this. With the two hour weigh-ins and, and stiff bars, and Hack would do it. And he said for SBD to sanction, but it can't happen because that is a non-WADA sanctioned event and Gaston's Federation would then suspend Taylor and he wouldn't be able to compete anymore. Yeah. What if, yeah, I was, I was thinking about what if two white lights did it, but we apparently can't have a tandem deadlift. So I was, oh. yeah, I was commissioned ourselves. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that as well. Um, yeah, I, I think at a 93, that's what people were messing me like all day today was, you know, what can hack do if he was natty? I'm like, well, we can't do that anymore. Like once, once you go back, you can't come, you can't come back to the light side. Like you went to the dark side already, even if it's at four year crap, like, and also four years is four years. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not even dealing with the same thing here. Um, but I'm like, if you're going to say like, if he's still geared up at 93 kilos, I, I think he does tailor. I think a six thirty. I think a six thirty dots is on a twenty and on a two hour weigh in stiff bar IPF rules. I think six thirty dots is definitely within John Hack wheelhouse. And and we we say sometimes that like untested lifters don't understand how much that would hurt them to do all that kind of stuff. Well, John's done it. Like it's not like he hasn't done it. He knows exactly what well, he needs to do and expect. And also, it's not eighty three. It's ninety three. He doesn't really need to cut too much to ninety three. It's above ninety. Yeah. <laughs> so the cut to 90 might be hard for him, but the cut to 93 that spotted three kilos, it'll be a cut, but it won't really, he, but this is, again, we're talking about, we're talking about a person who's on gear going against a natty person. Like that's just a bad argument. Even if he's off for a year, it's a bad argument. Yeah. Um. And I, again, like he does have that up, base. I'll throw up. I'll throw out one more thing. But you could come back with the Taylor stat would be legitimate. I mean, John Hack has the highest dots of all time for any male, and everyone else in the top ten is in wraps, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, it's no. It, it, I don't think we have to market how amazing John Hack has been on the untested side. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. Of what happens if Taylor Atwood was on gear? Well, I'm like, well, he wouldn't be 75 kilos anymore. He would be. He he would actually compete at 82 and a half. Yeah, because 
that's the reason why he has the highest. I mean, uh, shout out Delco Jesus for having that take on me today. But yeah, he there's there's a reason why there's not a whole lot of 75 kilo lifters on the untested side is because when you take gear, you just grow and you're not, you're gonna put on weight and you're not gonna compete at that weight class. So I mean, it's it's, it's an incredible accolade, and I would say they're one and two. Um, I don't know. I have to talk to other people that are like, if it's best in the sports history, they might take a female over there as far as goats go of like what they've actually done throughout a competitive career. Cause there are female lifters who have beat high level performances, gapped people and stayed consistent for a really long time. Like, you know, Kim Walford comes to mind. Jen Thompson comes to mind. Jess Bittner comes to mind. Like these people have been doing it for a long time and they've been on top for a long time. Actually, you know, on the men's side, Russ or I know like he, he, it's the, the, the totals are so close between him and Atwood, but Russ five-time national champion, also gap some people has been kind of running away with it. I also think if he goes up a weight class, he could potentially win a weight class going up. I think if he went untested, I, it would I, be a goddamn a, like you would have to call the authorities if if Russ or he went untested. If Ashton Ruska went untested, if Bob went untested, we have to call the authorities. Atwood, yeah, Atwood versus Russ, I actually think is a closer debate. Because does Atwood have the legendary performance over Russ? Yes, with the 838. Yes. If he didn't do that, if he didn't do that, I actually think we'd be talking about Russ being the GOAT of USAPL. The only reason Taylor has that is because of that. If you're not talking that, then, I mean, you have to look at Russ in the sense of, like, not only is he totaling X amount, he's doing it in a more competitive weight class and beating people every single year, even when people are thinking it's finally his time to be dethroned. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think I think Russ could be in that that conversation with Taylor. Yeah, and also I think just the time, uh, like time as well, 2020, I think people were having more of that conversation of Russ or he, like what would happen if he was on gear and went to the untested side and did, you know, 24-hour weigh-ins and the deadlift bar. I think when he came on the podcast, we talked about that, of like how it would be cool to go against John Hack. But now the narrative has turned to Taylor Atwood. So I, I do think you have – and that was I, – I think that was pre-812 performance from – uh, Taylor Atwood, but still, like, I think with that A12, people were still talking more about Russ making that jump or potentially going against some of the untested guys. But, all right, so are we unanimous here? We're, we're, are John Hacks our goat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Fantastic. <laughs> the we, end. Had, we had to get the debate in there uh, to kind of combine these two things. But remember to check out – Corrupted Strength Classic, that is going to be Saturday's lifting starting at 9. It's going to be a lot of pla- – it's going to be multi-platform um, and uh, I think four sessions in total. So it's going to be a long meet. Make sure you guys are watching it. They sent some emails out of what to expect. You're going to see some great things. Powerbill Media is doing the, uh, the live stream. There's going to be some interviews going on, red carpet. I think it's going to be a really great thing for powerlifting. So definitely check out the meet. And if you're in the Houston area – Definitely go in Uptown by the Galleria and watch this event. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Commercial gym story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Have you clicked stop yet? Uh, well, I obviously recorded again. <laughs> I don't know okay, what you're going to commercial... do. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Commercial gym story. What, what are you all in the mood for? Give me, give me a uh, general topic. Against... Are, you, are you wanting general alien abductions? This other topic, alien abductions. Are you wanting freelance trainers and racism? Are you wanting jerk off? Are you wanting 
uh, are, how, drug arrests. Which what are you let's looking go for? With some here? good old racism. You, you okay? Don't call it good old racism. Uh, <laughs> it's implying <laughs> a lot here. This one isn't this. I mean, it's not a lot of racism. I mean, it's, it's just it's a it's a simple well, one. You so call I it to, good I old. To, I don't I have know. To, uh, set precedent that Katie was the general manager. Maybe I shouldn't say her name. Whatever. No one can find her. <laughs> yeah, I like um, how you established precedent. Established precedent, and <laughs> immediately did something you're not supposed to do. That's the best way to yeah. establish so, a precedent. Manager, her boyfriend, now husband, was black. So, need to know that. There was a trainer from our main competition that kept coming into our gym and very, just very blatantly training his clients. Like anyone who's been in commercial gym knows that there's freelance training, but usually they try and hide it. They try and kind of like work out with their client. This was just blatant. It was ridiculous. And so the manager took this guy into his office. This guy was black as well. Uh, She's white. He's black. And so they start getting into it. He's adamantly denying it. And, uh, He's like, I'm not freelance training. And then he he goes into some other thing. And then he finally is like, he's like, so what if I'm freelance training? He's like, if I was white, this would never happen. You're only doing this because I'm black. And then all she does is turn around her, her photo from her anniversary and says, get out. Because she she showed her and her black boyfriend and husband uh, on there okay. and to immediately get out. I was expecting that story to go somewhere else. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting a whole lot of different things based on based on what has been said on this thing and the the amount of freak shows you had in your gym. I was I was legit that was expecting, a great I have I was legit expecting somebody to come into the gym is like, "And this one guy came in the clan outfit and he started training." And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, I and I wouldn't be surprised. And then he started jerking off with hand sanitizer. Like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like KKK stuff. I, ha- like. I have some tamer ones. I mean, that was that was that's. Unfortunately, I've 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 set the I've set the precedent. Yeah, it, really high on yeah, some of the craziness have, of these stories, and that that's yeah. just a simple one that was funny. All right. Because, my favorite. Uh, my favorite is still the girl, a drug addict, cancer, and <laughs> got diet coke. Oh well, my favorite is how she got Wait, she what? called in sick of cancer. The girl called in sick because of cancer. That oh was, yeah, yeah. She, that was the same, same person. Story. Oh, okay. That yeah, was yeah. that the was one of the greatest things. Down the the with, the, with the crave case. That was one of the yeah. That was one of the greatest things ever uttered on the show. I called yeah. She called out sick because of cancer. That was. But yeah. one, I got. I, and again, I, I'm going to go back. I respected her. <laughs> her her disability to like try to get off of work. She still had a job. She still had a job after that too. Exactly. She won. She won. She just she <laughs> called out sick because of cancer and still had a job. That's that's usually grounds for firing when you lie about that stuff. But all right, well, here's the official end of the store, uh, the show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>